Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Well, hello, Kat. <laughs> hey, Tanya. Welcome back to part two of Healthy Snacks, Habits, and... I don't know. Goals for 2023. <laughs> We're a little yeah, punchy. Well, oh, we are. And we always are after the first episode that we've recorded in a day. No kidding. No, and we have but... so much information in front of us. It's crazy because I don't know. I felt like we were maybe not going to have enough information for the last episode. And there we talked off our booties and here we are. I didn't even get through half my page of notes and there's still much, so much more to say. (laughs) Here's what I'm thinking is we had a lovely conversation about snacks. We had a lovely conversation about good snacking, bad snacking, what it is that we could be focusing on, how and when it is important to be snacking. And with that, you know, you and I have talked about so many things over the course of the last two years in our podcast. And yes, I get to say that because we're opening 2023 Mm -hmm. is our third year in podcasting, which is like, what? We've talked about things like intermittent fasting. And I know we we even referenced it on the last podcast, which I think we'll probably be bringing it up again because it's in my book list. It's in my app list. Some of the other things just in general that over the course of the two years that we've talked about We've talked about Ayurvedic eating. We've talked about having a morning and evening ritual when it talks about having healthy habits, but then it also references, you know, healthy diet, healthy snacking. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up was, you know, when you think about your health overall in general, like what are, what are the things that are driving your health? And especially as we come out the gate 2023 and everybody's got these new goals and everybody's like, oh, I started this resolution and I want to drop 15 pounds or I want to get back into my yoga practice or, you know, everybody's got a list of things, right? And so with that, we've added our healthy snacking, making sure that we're both planning for and you referenced, you know, people who maybe aren't even thinking about snacking. And on the flip, I'd be like, a lot of the people I know are planning on snacking. Like we we show up for our teacher training and everybody's like got their little sneaky bag of carrots or their sneaky bag of celery or, you know, everybody's got their snacks planned. More than that is what are you doing to support it? Are you tracking your calories? Are you tracking your eating window like you and I were talking about? Are you planning to set goals? Are you planning to make them smart goals like Kat has taught us about? Are you planning to have it be measurable? Do you have a buddy that's helping you achieve these goals? What's keeping you accountable, right, to all of your healthy snacks and healthy habits? Are you coming out the gate thinking whole foods? Are you coming out the gate thinking clean eating? Are you coming out the gate thinking I'm adding meditation because Tanya says I should. I'm adding journaling because Kat says I should. I'm going to be doing pranayama. Like what's the end goal? And really, what is the end goal? 
Kat, what do you want for yourself for 2023? Well, what we always usually want is just to be healthy, happy, you know, find joy. And a lot of times our snacking ends up being because of emotions. And there's a lot of emotional eaters cause a lot of the stresses in our lives. So, you know, talking about snacking, even as simple as making healthier, smarter choices for yourself, it's going to make you have a better year and it can bring you more joy, more positivity. And I always reference as, as what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, do I feel better <laughs> because I am eating better or am I ultimately eating better because I feel better? Like, right? And, and in this case, friends, it's a delightful circle, not a vicious circle. <laughs> so once you get on board and you notice maybe, hey, my face looks a little thinner in the mirror or hey, these pants feel a little looser right now. Like you get that one little glimpse of, hey, I can do this. Like I can be successful at this. And then hopefully you just let it roll into itself and let it play out its course. Because if you do get on board with healthy snacking and you do get on board with paying attention to maybe your calories or your eating windows and you get on board with some maybe Ayurvedic cookbooks and clean up your diet a little bit, like you'll be surprised at how quickly it will start lining up for you. Mm -hmm. You and are I noticing think... a difference in your intermittent fasting. Maybe I don't even, I think it was maybe five, you were five weeks in and you're like, Tanya, why didn't I know about this sooner? Well, and it wasn't even so much about the weight loss, but it was about just, I felt more in control. Because, uh, you know, when you start spiraling down a, a negative path, and I don't think you and I ever have been bad eaters. I mean, we still always eat healthy, but we just weren't making maybe the best quantity choices um, and maybe the best timing choices. But, you know, having more control just makes you feel better. And, you know, I, I, I've got, I guess that's kind of a little pit of trait. I like having control. I like being in control. And that's, you know... And for me, being able to control what I eat, when I eat, and having it on some kind of a schedule, that's like golden for me. I mean, it is so amazing. The best thing that I can reference it as is because you and I do like to control things, when we can find something that doesn't take effort to control... <laughs> is when we're like, oh my gosh, that like <laughs> totally took all of the work out of it. Yeah. And I still feel completely in control and I don't have to work at it. Yeah. And that's the biggest piece is because you and I do like everything in its box and everything has its order that when we can plan something and be like, hey, no, you know, it just is what it is. Like my window of eating doesn't open for another 45 minutes. And when it opens in 45 minutes, then I will certainly have some, you know, lunch with you or whatever. Like mm -hmm. I can plan things around that. Mm -hmm. and, and that is a source of control for me, even though it's not a ton of work. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into, because I know this is something that you and I could talk in, an entire five episodes about, is all of the cookbooks that we love. And mm -hmm. I know that I have a list of five of them. I know that you have a list of three or four more of them. So let's just roll down these cookbooks because... Otherwise, we're going to talk a whole another 25 minutes. We're going to have to have episode three before we do I know. our cookbooks. I know. Uh, you know, the first one I want to mention is 
one that you and I discovered together, I think. It's called Oh, She Glows by Angela Litton. And when Tanya and I first met in Colorado, in Grand Junction, Colorado, the ladies' house who were at, if you didn't hear how we met, go back to episode, I don't know if it's one, two, three, one of the first episodes, and it includes all kinds of crazy twists and turns. But anyway, the ladies whose house we were at cooked all this amazing food and she had smoothie bowls and everything was just lovely. I asked, I was like, oh my gosh, this smoothie bowl is fabulous. Uh, can I get the recipe? And it was from the Oshi oh Glows cookbook and it is a vegan recipe cookbook. I have to say it is, it's just a fabulous cookbook. It has all kinds of things for breakfast. It's got appetizer salads, main dishes. It has smoothies smoothie recipes and juices and teas. It even has a whole section on snacks. I mean, like 25 pages of power snacks. Yeah. It, yeah, it's got homemade staples and desserts. So it's just a lovely book and it's pretty. I love that you know? book. And I have made at least five recipes from that book since our time together in Colorado. And uh, yeah, like it, it, it's a great book. And mm -hmm. I, I believe she actually has a couple other books since that one. But I have made that spinach and lime smoothie bowl more than once and introduced it to groups of people at our like women's retreat. And everybody that tastes it's like this smoothie is um, <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. my fave. Uh, the book that I have next is, and I know we've referenced this book before, is the Everyday Ayurvedic Cookbook. Mm -hmm. And that book, too, is also one of those you don't have to be an Ayurvedic advanced practitioner to be able to follow these recipes. It's basic and everybody can come into it even as a newbie to Ayurvedic um, medicine or wellness and be able to handle these recipes. The book has drinks that start out the day, like how to prep morning milk and how to do kachari and how to make your kachari a thousand different ways. The book is just great. It's just super easy. Plus it also is very specific when it comes to like pitta balancing, vata balancing. So it works with the doshas. So it explains like this recipe maybe isn't great if your kapha is out of balance or this recipe is great if your vata, if you need to elevate your vata. It's just a great book. Mm -hmm. Well, and I don't have that one. But I do have it on my list because, you know, we have lists. <laughs> Another one that I love, and this is, I hesitated to put this one on because it's not in the healthy cookbook category. It's uh, Half-Baked Harvest by Tegan uh, Gerard, G-E-R-A-R-D. She has three cookbooks out now, and I have all three of them. I use the Half-Baked Harvest uh, Super Simple a lot and it is super simple, but all of her cookbooks, I've used multiple recipes from all of them and they always turn out well. Um, my friend Joyce Galloway had introduced me to her and Joyce is a foodie. And when I looked at it and Joyce only cooks healthy. And so I thought, well, this doesn't look all that healthy, but when you think about it, I mean, it's amazingly good food stuff that you could have for dinner parties that is easy to prepare and it's real food. 
Yeah. It's not it. So you're not using process this process that you're even making your own Cajun spices um, and they have recipes, simple, simple recipes for that. So it's, it's a lovely, lovely cookbook. The pictures are wonderful. Her blog, if you don't want to buy the cookbook, just search Half-Baked Harvest online. You can go to her blog and she has amazing recipes on her blog and you can even search and save them into recipe boxes on her site. But it's a wonderful cookbook. The next cookbook on my list is the Sweet Potato Soul 100 Easy Vegan Recipes. And again, even if you're not vegan, you can use these dishes as side dishes to Mm -hmm. your grilling phenomena, whatever it is that you do. Like this can become a side dish. For me, this is my main dish. But my husband will throw something on the grill for himself. She says easy vegan recipes. She's no joke. Like, and and the the pictures are great, the descriptions are great, but the food has just amazing flavor to it. And again, like I say, like you can treat these as vegetarian dishes if you need to substitute things in. She gives lots of options for substituting. Like it's just a really great recipe book and it is easy. Easy, easy. Easy, easy. There's another one. And I know I've talked about uh, Chris Carr's book, The Crazy Sexy Diet. And she had, she had cancer and they had pretty much told her, we're sorry, I think. Um, I, but she has um, The Crazy Sexy Diet and it's showing you how to really embrace the vegetarian lifestyle. But she also has a cookbook called The Crazy Sexy Kitchen. It has 150 empowered, plant-empowered recipes. And all of her stuff is really good. And if you are interested in being a bit more plant-based, you know, you pretty much eat a strictly vegetarian diet. I like to call myself a flexitarian because I do eat primarily vegetarian, but I do, I eat meat if I feel like it. So yeah. And uh, it's not a requirement by any means. I, you know, tell a lot of my clients in the Reiki room, especially if they're Vata, that you need to consider having some meat as some truly grounding sort of keeping your meals a little heavier for the Vatas that I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any other books? I do. My next book up is called Vega Ketogenic Cookbook. And it is vegan ketogenic cookbook, which Mm -hmm. is kind of cool because a lot of times we're like, oh, well, I know that when I went to be a vegan, I was just filling it up with a lot of bread and a lot, you know, like there was a lot of other influence to it. And so I kind of got on this thing where I was like, oh, that's very interesting. So what if you were to combine gluten-free with vegan, then what does diet look like? And that's when I got drawn to this book. And that's going to also segue into my next cookbook, which is the Easy Gluten-Free Cookbook. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to decipher when I first became vegetarian, was that my go-to? Was I filling it with just a lot of carbohydrates? And was I filling it with a lot of other, maybe not whole foods? And so when I got the book, the, the vegan ketogenic book, the cookbook, I was very much impressed by the fact that, wow, like this really does support my Ayurvedic thinking of whole foods, because it really is just this combination of healthy whole foods without that combination of 
processed and at the same time keeping it vegetarian. It's like, yeah, you know what? You can be on a ketogenic diet and it doesn't just have to be crap ton of meat and a whole bunch of fat that you're putting in your body. Right. So it was really cool when I made the discovery and I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of this sooner? And so then that (laughs) was what segued into supporting the easy gluten-free cookbook too, because I do feel like there's part of my inflammation that maybe comes out of those extra carbohydrates that I had been eating. And so now I do eat a much cleaner diet. Yeah, that has supported my Ayurvedic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, the last one I have, and I have mentioned this book before it's uh, by Catherine Budig called Aim True and she has 85 recipes in here but one thing I like so much about this one is it also includes yoga flows. She talks about essential oils. She talks about pranayama. She talks about all different kinds of things, but she is not only just a wonderful yogi, but she is a fabulous cook. She has, uh, (laughs) I'm looking here, Brussels sprouts and kale pesto with pasta, lazy night pasta, best hummus ever, kimchi pancakes. Now that one, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of kimchi, but fresh kimchi is not too bad, but there's all kinds of wonderful recipes, granola, smoothie recipes, all kinds of stuff in there. But you get kind of a twofer on that one because you not only get some good recipes, but you get a lot of just general good health health ideas that can just nourish your spirit, as she says. In fact, on the cover of her book, she says, love your body, eat without fear, nourish your spirit and discover true balance. And that's what this whole book is about. It's about true balance. Yeah, cool. So cool. Mm -hmm. There's so many books out there, right? Like we've only scratched the surface. Mm-hmm. But these are just books that I have amassed over the last three to five years that I put my nose in all the time. And so mm-hmm. I know they're easy to use because I've, I've worked with them. It's not like, oh, hey, that's a cookbook that I got. I made one recipe and then it sat on the shelf getting dusty ever since. Like I use these cookbooks all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners out there, what are your favorite cookbooks? If you tell us some of your favorite f- cookbooks, we will put you on our list to be on our next live Zoom talk. We don't know the topic yet, but we will contact you to see if you want to be on our next live Zoom. So so share your favorite cookbooks and your favorite snack books with us. Absolutely. And so as we come more towards a close for the episode, I have some apps I want to throw out there and maybe you have some apps that you want to throw out there too. But so talking about healthy snacks, healthy lifestyle, healthy eating, but some of the apps that I have used and have kept in my back pocket as I have gone through New Year's resolutions and recordings are I like Strava, S-T-R-A-V-A for or sports recording, whether it's running, cycling. I used to use Map My Ride or Map My Run, but Strava, I feel, has just a much better map tool and it's just much easier to use. Plus, it works really great with Apple Watches and, you know, some of the new smarter technology. So that's my go-to when it comes to sports recording and or calorie output. Then for calorie input, if you like keeping a food diary and you're really working to count your macros, I really do like still the old fashioned. I say old fashioned. It's not old fashioned. It's an (laughs) app for Pete's sake. Old fashioned is when you used to use the knob on your television. Our kids kids don't even know what that is anymore. But my fitness pal for uh, food recording, whether 
it's just their library is so fantastic. It's got everything. Then also for intermittent fasting, I know that I have used several. I used Fastic for a time. And now the newest one that I use is Zero. And the reason why I really have glommed on to the new one, Zero, is because it has a lovely timer widget that you can put on your front page so you can watch your time and you can be like, yay, I'm almost at 16 hours or wahoo. I've got, <laughs> you know, I was just like running through the store and I'm like, oh my gosh, I still have two hours left so I can get home and I still have time to have my dinner before I close my window. So that app has been fantastic for me. So those are my three favorites, Strava, MyFitnessPal and Zero. Okay. I do have some and I also have used MyFitnessPal in the past. The one I use almost, well, I use it several times a day now is Fastic. That uh, I love being able to track everything as far as intermittent fasting in that. And it's just F-A-S-T-I-C. I also love Noom. I'm not doing Noom right now, but it's, it's such a wonderful way to look at your food and your eating habits with the help of a psychologist. And it talks a lot about it. It looks at the psychology of food and why we eat what we eat. And during COVID, I subscribed to Noom and I loved it, but I just am not using that one right now. But I did love it in the past. I also like, I do believe that meditation is very important to our health overall and to helping you achieve your goals, to helping you become more focused and just to help help you become more satisfied with your life. So I love Insight Timer for an app for meditation. It's wonderful, especially I think my favorite thing about the Insight Timer is you can see how many people around the world are doing meditation with you at that time. And I love that. And as far as a fitness type app to do fitness with, I love Yoga Glow, GLO. So um, I don't encourage people to only do yoga on an app like that because you don't get the one-on-one with the instructors so but to supplement it's it's a lovely app and they do have lectures on that as well not so it's not just a workout app it's got all kinds of informative lectures on ayurveda on uh, recovery on meditation on kundalini all kinds of things so it's a lovely app so those are mine i like it we have given you so many tools today friends last week we talked about healthy snacks this week, we talked about glazing over some healthy uh, habits, but then we also talked about getting on board with some cookbooks and some apps, like all the things, friends, 2023 is going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.